This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well today uh, and enjoying the lead up to the North London Derby is uh, just 20, well, just over 24 hours away to be fair. Uh, eight, what, 36 hours or so away until kickoff. It's going to be a very, very interesting game. And we previewed it yesterday. I had a good chat uh, with our members uh, talking all about uh, the North London Derby. So make sure you've gone and checked that one out. There's some interesting lineups from Simon and Bobby, to be fair, myself and Dan went a little bit more orthodox with our choices, but uh, make sure you've checked out that preview show that came out yesterday. Let's say good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Let's scroll. Wow, scroll all the way up to the top. It's a lot of scrolling. That's a good sign. It means lots of you are tuning in. Matt G, good morning to you, to Manu, to Marcus, to Christopher. Good morning, guys. Rich, good morning to you. Rahil, Colin, Jose, AFC West Mids, Adam, uh, Answer, Rich, Titus, Morgie. Uh, Simon, who else have we got in here? Brad Lynch, Lynn, good morning to you. Mike, Mark, Afsar, so happy to see so many of you uh, all enjoying your week. Um, But on that note, I do want to say to those that obviously are in our Discord server that will know more about this, but I just want to say that Vinny, we're thinking of you, mate, and uh, you've got our absolute full support always. So much love to you, mate, and your family, and, uh, you know, you fought it, you can keep fighting it, and we're here for you, man. Let's um, let's focus on today's uh, stories. Uh, first of all, make sure if you aren't already subscribed to the Arsenal way, please, please go and do that. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. this morning. And fingers crossed, uh, you're going to see some more positivity surrounding um, the game against Spurs. Lots of discussions to be had. So join me at 10 a.m. Link in the description as always. Let's scroll forwards to the news and we kick off with stories that both Callum Hudson-Odoi and current, but maybe not so long, uh, Eddie Nketiah, Arsenal striker, um, will uh, be switching allegiances from England to Ghana, joining up with Thomas Partey as well. So 
Uh, I've seen a funny comment from Clive saying we are tuning in because we are close to a collective nervous breakdown. Yeah, it's yeah, group suffering is probably the right word, Clive, to be fair. But yes, Ghana will have Enketia and Callum Hudson-Odoi to call upon. Um, really good news for Ghana. There's two really, really solid talents that's going to be joining up with them. And staying with uh, the Ghanaian national team, Thomas Partey, Arsenal midfielder, will not be moving anywhere. Arsenal have told Juventus that he is categorically not for sale. So we don't need to be concerned about him moving anywhere this summer, despite the interest from Juventus. Partey will be remaining an Arsenal player for the foreseeable future. Um, however, a player that won't be is Nicolas Pepe, it seems. And finally, we have one of our first concrete links with the Ivorium moving away from Arsenal this summer. Sevilla in La Liga are said to be the team that are inquiring into Arsenal regarding the availability of Pepe. It is expected that Arsenal will ask for a significant fee. However, nowhere near to what they paid in that £72 million bracket. We look more at the 25 ish kind of uh, million pound bracket as where that deal is probably most likely at. But if Arsenal can get anything close to that, I'll be happy. You know, getting £25 million for Nicolas Pepe, a player that's not in the Arsenal first team, barely at all, I think is probably about as good as we can expect from the team at the moment. We've got a brand new member as well. Uh, thank you to Abdullah. Really appreciate you joining up as a member. Thank you for the continued support. And I'm sure that the chat box will welcome you into the chat uh, the chat box the chat box and the tgt community as well moving on um pepe i know i said i'd moved on but pepe is where we're staying because this is a different pepe i'm putting a lot of emphasis on the pepe this morning um but pepe of uh, i can't stop now of porto will be uh, of availability to a number of teams this summer brazilian international 25 years of age uh, four goals four assists this season don't know all that much about this guy. Um, however, he is being linked with a move to Arsenal. I don't think this is a, a legitimate kind of claim um, right now. I don't think there's all that much interest from Arsenal in Pepe of Porto. Um, however, Arsenal are on the lookout for a wide forward. But Pepe, uh, I don't know. I have to come up with a way of distinguishing between the two. You go with, I suppose, just Nicolas Pepe would work and then... Porto Pepe will be the way that we do it. But Porto Pepe is uh, a player that is said to be of interest to Arsenal, but I personally don't think there's too much in this deal. I think this is one of those classic mm, sort of weird wide left field links that just crops up, but there's nothing really part of it. So we'll have to wait and see what happens in the summer, but I doubt that Arsenal will move for someone like Pepe, who's Pe Porto Pepe anyway. This is going to get so confusing <laughs> if we sign him. Um, but yeah, I don't think this is one that you're going to see happening anytime soon, to be honest. Um, but Aaron Hickey is. Aaron Hickey's deal to Arsenal could be taking place very, very soon with reports emerging from Italy that representatives of both clubs are going to be meeting as soon as today to discuss a possible summer deal for him. This looks great. This signing would be a really good step in the right direction for Arsenal's fullback situation, especially going into another season with European football and other competition to have our hand in. And a player that's as... Um, now, I want to talk about Hickey again because yesterday, never have I ever... This is a great game if you've never played it. But never have I ever been in a situation where so many people have attacked me for using the word ampidextrous, which, you know, I get it. Ampidextrous is about your hands. Is it is it ampipedal? 
Uh, it's the better way of putting it when it's to do with feet. However, thank you to the people and also in the in the comment section that said that ambidextrous can supposedly also be used to talk about just the ability to coordinate equally with both sets of limbs and that it's rarely used to talk about feet, but that people still can use the word ambidextrous. So technically, technically, I was still fine. But I know that you guys are sticklers for this with pronunciations, with the wrong use of terminology and biology. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there that I wasn't entirely wrong. <laughs> at least the people in the comment section backing me up can say that. Anyway, I will say ampedal um, for those that are very you know flustered by the idea of me getting this wrong. Um, and his use of both feet is certainly going to bring us plenty of opportunities to see you know improvement in both the right back and the left back area so fingers crossed we see uh, a player like Aaron Hickey join the club because it would certainly be uh, a plus for our summer um IRL says dexterity is not a word exclusive to hands okay let's go for it. he's very dexterous is that the right words i hope so yeah every day's a school day i should know that more than most uh and lastly antonio conte spoke yesterday in his press conference out of the north london derby in which he spoke yet again you know about those complaints uh, about us postponing the game back in january let's just make him cry more tomorrow please that's what i would quite like to see uh, and then he was actually asked about the quick turnaround of games that spurs have got because they play against burnley on sunday similar to how we've had you know the game against liverpool on the wednesday and then we played villa on the sunday on the saturday early kickoff same things happening here um and we might see this with maybe spurs suffering in that game against burnley hopefully we really run spurs ragged tomorrow that even if we come out of a draw that they've got to go to burnley or they've got burnley hosting um they're hosting Burnley. That's the way I want to use that sentence. And um, maybe that means they'll be able to be a bit tired going into that game. We can hope. But fingers crossed we can get the job done. Because it would be great if we could. And we certainly would rather get the job done tomorrow than have to worry about needing to win one of the last two games of the season. Um, but that is the situation. Win, win, you know, these games. And uh, we're in the Champions League. Win tomorrow. And we're definitely there. Draw, we have to win one of the last two, lose, and I think we probably have to win both of those last two games, which is a big, big challenge considering Newcastle and Everton are, you know, they've got motivations. Newcastle want to prove that they can beat these bigger sides like us going into next season, and they haven't got, you know, they've got nothing to lose anymore, so they can kind of go hell for leather. And Everton, you're a very, very motivated team now with their whole relegation battle they might be safe by the last day which i hope that turns out to be the case but let's wait and see uh anyway that does conclude all of today's stories which remove we're going to move on to the comments section and go to your chat box questions in the second half of today's show so without a shadow of a doubt let's do that after this quick I don't know what it is about that intro video, but for some reason it it goes really odd on StreamYard. So I might have to re I might have to delete it and re-download it onto StreamYard because it's weird. On my screen, it like it lags and then freezes. And then if I try to talk, even though you can see me, no voice comes out. It's really strange. So I need to look into trying to change that. Anyway, let's uh let's go into the chat box. There was a question that I wanted to address from Ikram. Uh who says, Tom, Dan Potts has an agenda. Please convince me otherwise. He keeps saying our Champions League run is because of other teams being poor. But points requires say otherwise. Look, if you watched yesterday's show with me, Dan, Sophie, 
uh, and Lee on Lee Judges TV. Dan went on a very solid monologue at the end of his show in which, you know, he held his hands up effectively. And he basically turned around and said that if we get into the Champions League this season, which we can do, you know, he's got, Arteta's got his absolute full 100% backing. And I thought it was a very good chat. Look, I do disagree on the point of view about the whole um, other teams being bad is the main reason why we are where we are. Sure, it's it's of a benefit, but the points tally that we have leads us into a position where, of course, we should be getting into the top four. We're in that bracket of, of points that would usually see a team challenge for a top four place. The fact that we might actually qualify for the top four with still two games to go is a huge, huge achievement based on this season. Um, but we'll have a wait and see if that ends up happening because a lot could still change tomorrow. Dan, any update on Jesus? Uh, the update on Jesus you can actually listen to if you go and watch back my chat with Ben Jacobs in yesterday's uh, afternoon show. He gave some crushing news regarding Jesus, and he's actually not that confident that Arsenal will get him. But if you want to find out more about that, I suggest you go and watch yesterday's show with Ben. It's towards the end of the show, uh, the parts about Jesus and Sterling. Uh, Lucas says, have you seen Tillerman's tracking back video? Some said my grandma can run faster than you, uh, than him. Opinions, uh, I haven't seen it, no. But it's something that we'll look into over the summer at the end of the season when we go into transfer targets and break down players because I know that a lot of people are worried about that side of his game. But I don't. people obsess a lot off kind of videos and compilations of certain things. I saw a video compilation of Haaland's awful moments yesterday after he was confirmed to be signing for Manchester City in the summer. You can put together a clip of pretty much anything and make a player look the way that you want them to. I mean, Haaland looked nowhere near the player that he is in the compilation video that I watched yesterday. So don't get don't get bogged down in compilation videos where players are making mistakes or they're not doing what we want them to. All we need them to worry about is when they come to Arsenal is that they're putting 110% effort in. And, you know, we can make players out to seem and feel and look any way we like in certain compilations. So if they sign for Arsenal... Let's just hope that they're the right player and that they, you know, put down what we want them to. And who knows if that's a problem, well, we need Mikel Arteta to address that as soon as feasibly possible. Uh, Superfly says, Tom, would you take Lukaku at Arsenal? Not for me. No, um, I, I just don't think he's the right forward for us to go for. I think we should go for others because a reason what is reasonable as well. Like if you're telling me you can get Lukaku for 30 million, then sure, I might have a conversation with you about it. But what is reasonable when they've spent a hundred million and he's only a year into his deal with Chelsea? I'm not sure what reasonable is, to be honest. Um, but it depends on the fee. It depends on the fee. Blogger says, uh, Tom, should we set up with the back three against Spurs? If you want to see how I think we should set up, go and watch my preview show uh yesterday. We went through all of our lineups, how we would set up, what we would do, our predictions. So it's all there in yesterday's show. Uh, Rich says, what happened to our scouting network? Remember when we used to get unknown gems? Uh, why had this all of a sudden stopped? Uh, has it stopped? I mean, if you look at the signings we've made, how many people knew about Alves Ambi Laconga? Not too many. Um, and, you know, he looks a, a real, real talent. We've gone back over recent seasons and signed players like Mavropanos, who unfortunately looks like he's not going to be coming from... Uh, coming back to the club, but still a very interesting young player and probably will develop into someone we might regret letting go. William Saliba, I had no idea who this kid was before we brought him in for £28 million and he's looking to be a hell of a player. Matt Turner, we're bringing in from the US. Austin Trusty again, some really interesting young players coming through. Nuno Tavares is 
you know, he's had his problems, but I think he's got still plenty of potential at the club too. I'm trying to look back over now over other recent seasons where we've brought in some players. Gabriel Martinelli, can you not say that he's a bit of a gem, Rich? I think he's a hell of a gem uh, that not many people, if any, knew about. Tommy Ass is a great shout from John. So I think that, you know, our scouting and our talent recruitment's actually not going too badly at all, to be fair. So I don't think it's necessarily anything to worry about. Um, but we did move a lot of our kind of recruitment staff on during the pandemic period, and we are going through a process now of re-recruiting people. Um, we brought in we brought in a, a French football specialist. We brought in an English domestic football specialist, a German and Spanish football specialist in terms of the recruitment team. So all of that has uh, happened over the last kind of 18 months or so. So we have improved our scouting department, but I still think that we're finding gems um, in the market. And I think that is certainly helping us this season. Um, JM says, Tom, Hickey, Jesus, Tillemans, do you think when we get Champions League that these players will be game changers when we're playing Barca for a place in the round 16? I think that Arsenal are in a much better position contextually amongst European teams if we were to add, say, these three plus a couple more. I think five is is the expectation for me. I need to see us bringing in five players that improve the squad this summer, one or two of those being proper marquee level signings. Um, but if we go and play Barcelona in the round of 16, you know, if we get to that stage, which I hope that we will, at least of a minimum, you know, we need to be looking to try and get as far as possible in the competition, then I think we are well placed, you know, with our squad. I really like the team that we have. If you look back to the teams that were crashing out of the Champions League, you know, we had a couple of stars like Alexis Sanchez, but actually the team overall, there were some really weak links in those teams. I think the defence has improved. I think the midfield has improved. How, how long has it been since we've had a player of Thomas Partey's quality in central midfield, you know? So it's, you, you're going back to like early to mid-2000s that we had a midfielder in the level of either Vieira or Fabregas. So I want to see us competing as much as feasibly possible. And I think we've got a great foundation to build a squad that can go as far as possible in the Champions League next season should we qualify fingers crossed jacob says how many players from the same nationality can play for a football club because after gabriel jesus i don't know if another brazilian can join the club i don't know jacob um i didn't know that was a thing to be honest maybe i'm skipping out on that rule but i didn't know that that was a thing we've got how many brazilians gabriel gabriel and um sure i'm forgetting someone martinelli Margalash. And if maybe Gabriel Jesus, are there any other Brazilians in the team? We had William, of course, but he's moved on. I don't know. I can't think of anyone else. I didn't know there was a specific rule on that. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was only specifically non-homegrown players that looked into kind of allocations of the amount of players that you can have. But maybe I'm wrong. Paul says, why don't Arsenal sign any players before the season ends? Other teams do it all the time to get these players in as soon as the window opens. Probably because, Paul, we don't have Champions League football assured yet. So we can't, um, we can't assure certain players our targets of what. And to be honest, I've, it's a bit ironic that we'd moan about Arsenal not signing players before the end of the season, but then expecting us to, you know, sign players of a Champions League level as well, because they're going to want to know that we've got Champions League football. Trust me, Paul, we have been in negotiations with players and laying the groundwork and foundations for players for a long, long time. So you don't need to worry about Arsenal not bringing anyone in. We need to confirm Champions League football for next season and then we can move from there. It's very rare that you see, you know, teams that don't have that Champions League football confirmed or that they're not expected to qualify for the Champions League next season, able to kind of confirm signings. 
Sure, other teams do it, but usually there's more guarantees about what they're going to be playing in in the following season compared to Arsenal right now. Stephen says, Tom, do you think that we are a better team than the lot that, uh, than them lot and the three points is easier than in the first appears? It's not going to be easier than it first appears, Stephen. No, Antonio Conte is a world-class coach and we have a really bad record at Spurs and they've got a couple of world-class players in Kane and Son. We just need to play a very, very clever way. We need to not play into their hands and we need to allow them to attack us so that we can counter them to the best of our abilities. I don't see us getting a result if we overcommit and go full throttle. We need to try and be measured in our approach to tomorrow's game to try and take advantage of the mistakes and the errors that is in that Spurs team. Um, Sterling or Gnabry says, Ronald, Gnabry for me out of the two. King says, Tom, with Partey being so injury prone, do we need a replacement if we get into the Champions League? If we can strengthen our midfield more than just the one marquee signing? Absolutely, because Partey does have these injury issues. The, the, the thing about Partey's injury is that we hopefully aren't going to be rushing him back and he'll have a whole preseason to try and get up to full fitness and get ready for the start of next season to try and avoid this happening again. Um, JM says, Tom, uh, oh, we've answered that one. Let's scroll down a bit more. The Onyx Lens says, if Partey has a contract that runs out in 2024, we need to renew him or consider offers. He's too injury prone, love him, could watch him play literally all day, but just saying, but we need to get him signed up to a new contract. I don't think we should think about selling Partey at all. He's a player that plays in a position that we can buy plenty of strength and depth for. So I don't think we need to worry about replacing him at all. Rio says, uh, question, how many players do you think we can get in the summer? I think we can get five and I'd look to sign five, maybe six if you include the goalkeeper of Matt Turner as well. But it's got to be goalkeeper, fullback, central midfield, two strikers and a wide forward for me. Arguably, maybe another central midfielder as well. But I think maybe it will just be the one. So I'm going for six, um, including Matt Turner has already been brought in. And funny you say that, Paul, about us not signing players because we have already signed two before the summer in Matt Turner and Austin Trusty. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Rancy says, how is the situation with Mavropanos if Stuttgart get relegated? Uh, it still means that they'll activate the option. They have what I believe is a obligation to buy at the end of the season, it seems, and then it drops to an option if they get relegated. And they could get relegated, but they'll still activate the option and then they'll probably sell him for a significant profit because we're mugs uh, on that one. Absolute mugs to have let him go for that little. Uh, Christian says, Tom, is there any update on Serge Gnabry's contract? There's still no update in regards to him signing one, but there was a report that came out yesterday suggesting that maybe Arsenal are interested in trying to break their way into any possible deal. Um, so let's see. Um <laughs> Let's go to Maximius, who says, Hi, Tom, speaking about our scouting network, in hindsight, do you think our shunting of the older scouts and changing with the newer scouting system was for the better? Well, I think if you look at the recruitment of late, you would have to say it's for the better. So I can't I can't fault really too much about the recruitment that we've done. I can fault some of the decision-making in regards to not signing someone in, say, January, but it might end up paying off as a bit of a gamble this summer. Um, AFC West Mid says, Tom, do you think it's too soon to be going back into the Champions League? No. No, I don't. I don't get this argument. I really don't get this argument like, you know, we're going to get battered. We're not ready. We're not going to go far. I don't understand the argument at all. People talk about how, you know, we've only been playing one game a week or that this squad is not ready for European football. Of course, it's not ready for European football. It's not finished. You know, we've got all this work to do in the summer regarding recruitment still. We've got to add five or six players still to this team. And we built this squad at the start of the season knowing we didn't have European football. You know, we built this squad as a squad to attack the competitions that we had. We got to a semi-final in the League Cup. 
We were unlucky against Forest because we had so many players unavailable during that game because the African Cup of Nations and injuries, etc. So, you know, we played a weak team and we got punished for it. But the League Cup, we got to a semi-final, got knocked out by a team that could still win a quadruple this season, rather ridiculously. And, you know, we're, we're in a top four race where we are the favourites to get it and could get it tomorrow night. So I don't really get this argument of one game a week or, you know, we're not ready for the Champions League or there's no point going in it. I mean, at the end of the day, people use the word excuses to batter people that have defended Mikel Arteta. If you want to talk about excuses, you know, it seems like excuses are being made to try and back up people's arguments to bash Arteta now. And the full circle of irony is quite beautifully put together by them people. So it's great. And I'm enjoying every single moment of it, to be fair. Yesterday was great uh, on the Only Judges channel. It was genuinely so funny reading some of the comments. <laughs> it was so funny. The backtracking is beautiful. Jamie says, who would you rather sign this summer? Jesus or Sterling, Gakpo or Rashford, Tillemans or Ruiz, Nunez or Schick, Molina or Hickey, or Ozimen or Tammy? I would rather sign Jesus, Gakpo, Tillemans, um, Schick, Hickey, and Ozimen, I think. So there's your five. That's three. Did I pick three strikers? Jesus, Nunez. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Jesus, Schick, and Ozymen. I don't know why you've asked me to pick three forwards. I get that the, the Jesus is kind of a wide forward that could play on the right, Gakpo on the left, but I don't think we're signing four, Jamie. <laughs> I think you're asking for a lot there, to be fair. Um, last couple of questions. I'm starting work a bit early this morning. Uh, John says, Tom, do you think Conte is justified for still being angry? Uh that munitions workers founded Arsenal in 1886. He seems a bit thin-skinned. Um, it's just, he's a sensitive guy. What can I say? He's a sensitive guy. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be live at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal way. Link to that is always in the link tree in the description, so make sure you come and join me and my brilliant guests, as always. Drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new, and as always, up the Arsenal. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. See you later. Bye-bye. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.